0: Hi, I'm Shelley, and I'm Kim, and this is Translating ADHD. This week, we're going to continue our breakdown of the rebel model with the R. Remember to remind the brain. Before we dive into that, one note about our Project X group coaching. The initial group is full. With that being said, we do have a wait list. And if you fill out the form, you will be the first to know when we launch future groups. You also will have some input into shaping time zone. So if the current time doesn't work for you, in one of the existing fields, just let us know what your time zone is and what would work best for you. And if we get enough people for whom that time zone works, we will consider launching a second group for that time zone because we know we have a lot of international listeners and we know that as much as you love us, you may not want to be coaching with us at two o'clock in the morning and we're paying attention to that. So even if you aren't able to get into this group, filling out the form now puts you at the front of the list for future groups and it will lock you into the current price because from here, the price will be going up the next group that we do.
1: Yeah. And also that there's a whole bunch of people out there with Project X's. And we really hit something here with people having something that matters to them and they're not getting the traction that they need to get on it.
0: Cam, I'm glad you said that because the group information right now, it's been really cool to see what people's Project X is, how varied they are and how dynamic and awesome this group is going to be. I'm so excited to do this, and I'm so excited to do more of these. So let's go ahead and dive into today's topic. And Cam, this is one of those days, y'all, there are days that Cam shows up to record, and he's just chomping at the bit. He's got so much good stuff that he just can't wait to get going. So I'm not even going to set you up today, Cam. I'm just going to toss it over to you and let you run wild. Go for it.
1: Yeah, so in the last week, as I've been thinking about Remember to Remind the Brain, it just had me think about several connected topics, and I want to address a couple of those. First of all, this is this rebel productivity tool. And this idea of productivity or production, I want you to understand, listener, what we mean by that. And I just, I want to read a tweet in a reply to one of my own tweets Someone said the problem they have with ADHD coaching. The problem I found with ADHD coaching is the focus on making you functional within the standard framework of the world. That's the key there functional within the standard framework of the world. I don't want to be functional. I want to be exceptional and to disrupt the framework. And unfortunately, she goes on to say that the coaches she's worked with have not been able to provide value there, which is really unfortunate. That's going to be a topic for another time to address that and our role as coaches, because I feel very strongly here. But I want to address this idea of when we talk about production and productivity, it's not about functional within the standard framework. I think that for longtime listeners, you get that when we talk about understand, own, and translate, and being successful with ADHD... It's really about being exceptional and to disrupt the framework, to define your own vision of success. I just wanted to bring this in here is that as we're introducing Rebel and going through the different elements, it's not about conforming. That functionality is defined by you, the listener, and we want to support that. Now, today, R of Rebel is remember to remind the brain. And I think if we think about ADHD, it's connected to the memory aspect of ADHD, the ability, especially working memory, and the ability to uh, pull up memories and to use that information in the moment. The image that I have there that I've used to explain Remember to Remind the Brain is like the old farm pump, the water pump with the handle. And if you've ever tried that, it doesn't really work without water. You've got to kind of pump it along. And once the water, its you prime that pump, then it flows really nicely. And I think that that priming element is so relevant for us to have things primed, certain things in particular, and in areas of strengths, best practices, challenges, obstacles, things to avoid, people to avoid, environments to avoid, and environments to work in. That remember to remind the brain really addresses this memory aspect and memory in the moment. Because memory in the moment really does impact our ability to be productive in the moment.
0: I would say that memory in the moment, even more than that, provides the opportunity to have a different experience. If we're not aware in that moment of what we're not doing or what we are doing that's counterproductive to what we want to be doing, then we can't possibly change the behavior. So at the heart, this is another way to describe awareness or a particular type of awareness.
1: Yeah, well said. I was getting a little agitated in doing my research, Shelley, going out and looking to see what was out there around working memory. And I really think that people are missing a big opportunity there. It's this classic lunch counter behavior by the specialist that has been the impetus for this whole podcast to provide information that's going to be more useful. That practitioners will look at this dilemma of working memory and say, well, you know, it's really taxing to the decision-making system in the brain. There's a disconnect between the knowledge part of the brain in the back and the performance part in the front. Yes, that's known. But to sort of say, well, then expect to do less, expect to be functional at a lesser level, just makes me irate. Oh, maybe because it's hard for you to access working memory, you should just work with your hands. So I will counter that with, I've been a coach for just about 20 years, and I've worked with so many different people, and they've seen success in every field that I can imagine every field. And so it's really up to you, listener. You can define where you want to have success. Are there some areas that are more difficult than others? Yes, I would say so. So when we talk about this place between own and translate here and this tool, it's taking this ownership, taking this information and translating it so you can be productive on your terms in the field in the arena where you want to have that productivity. So you have a say there. And this is sort of a nod back to the last episode on Rebel and expand the mind of letting go of outcome and you're defining your success. So the other thing that is going on with remember to remind the brain is this, again, I'm not seeing it out there. And I think it's so, it's like the core issue with working memory, is this collapse, Shelley, of our sense of self and our performance. Yes. So above the lunch counter on Mount Rainier is this machine that smushes together who we are, what matters to us, and our last performance. Have you ever sensed that, if you have a last performance and you feel great or elated, but if it wasn't Good or it didn't go according to plan. You have a sense of failure. Doesn't that failure just live in you? You feel it viscerally. And so that's ADHD because in that moment, we're not able to access the memory of who we are. We're not able to access the memory of our greatness, of our awesomeness, of our power. Back to the memory in the moment, being able to access that memory in the moment. And so this is the stuff here. And are you country pumps? Of course you're not country pumps. It's not that simple. It's the priming element of how do you keep what's relevant front and center and relevant. I feel so strongly about this. This is why we do the work we do. And so starting to think about what are those things The card catalog that we talk about, you've started to develop your card catalog and you've got a box and you might have another box. You might have a third box and a fourth box all along that road up to the lunch counter to kind of bring these boxes together. And what are those things that you're finding relevance, you're finding meaning that would be really nice to have and be accessible? That whole thing, when we talked about expand the mind, and that was so huge for me. That was instrumental for me to let go of outcome. Part of that was remembering to remind the brain that I had something to offer. Even when I felt like just complete, you know, S-H-I-T, it's being able to pull on what we know already to be true. And that's so uniquely ADHD, is that we connect and create meaning in this moment and this moment. And so again, if you've been a long time listener is to start to collect, not what we suggest, not what others suggest, but what is resonating for you of what matters to you, what resonates, who are the people who are supportive? What are the environments that are supportive? and to bring them together and put them front and center. And back to confidence and competence and the practice. When you identify a couple swim lanes to swim in, then that knowing becomes easier to access. And that's the thing that drives me crazy in the world of ADHD. It's this sort of thinking that, well, it's tough, so... Just be okay with lesser. This is not delusion. There's an opportunity here to wire your brain differently. I am here as an example of that because I'm a completely different person than I was 15 years ago. And it's not just sort of my thinking. I mean, it is my thinking, but it's my wiring. It's got to be. It has to be. And you can do this here and just keep it simple. So I want to give an example of. Something that I keep front and center for me every day to remember to remind the brain. There are three things. I like to identify three, Shelly, because then I can build off of those three. And the three for me are attitude, which is connected to expand the mind, that keeping that hope, open, abundant attitude, self-care, and my daily list. So self-care is that. It's really, I shifted it to brain management of taking care of my brain. What does my brain need? Getting up and walking every day, exercise, sleep, that self-care. If I'm overextended, then I'm more likely to extend even more. Self-care is about guarding my yes, a nod to Renee Brooks, that boundary management, because If I'm overextending again, if I tend to say yes, then it just becomes a cascading event. And then finally the list and that process of getting that list. I know exactly what I'm doing today. I didn't know that yesterday. It's a process to get a sense of this is what I'm gonna work on today and the other stuff can wait. And it's a mix, it's a balanced attack of things that I have to do and things that I want to do. But that's it for me, those three. I have a client who has chronic back pain and when he is not managing his pain, he might as well just stay in bed. For him, his three are pain management, hope, which is like attitude, but slightly different. His words, not mine, hope, and third, momentum. So for him, those three resonate. And then once he has those and front and center primed in his pump, he can tether back to, oh yeah, I know how to make pain management and I know how to generate hope. And I know the ingredients of momentum to tether back to these sort of characters that can kind of be in the fog or just down and away, And we don't remember. We have these things. That's the maddening aspect of ADHD. It feels like delusion at some or madness when in fact it's this, again, I love that term of memory in the moment, being able to take a memory and access that.
0: Cam, I love these examples and I love how you contrasted your own three with your client's three to show again that we're not sharing these examples to tell you how to do it, but rather to get you thinking about what will work for you. And so now I'd like to share what works for me, which isn't a list of three at all or anything like it. Y'all know I love a good mantra. And for me, mantras are what work to help me remember to remind my brain. Start with clean in the mornings. If I get up and in a non-rushed way, I am able to wash my face, brush my teeth, get dressed, get my tea sit down for the morning and have a few minutes before I engage with that first thing of the day. If it's a day where I have a meeting early in the day, and even if I don't have a meeting, engage with the first task of the day. That sets a tone for the rest of the day for me. It gets the ball rolling. It puts me in that mindset of doing. Let it be easy. When I'm struggling to activate for a task, let it be easy is my way of stepping back and getting curious about how I can approach this differently or what I need in order to bridge that gap between my awareness that I need or want to do this thing and the action to do it. I've got a new one that's sort of a modification to let it be easy. Mm. And it's, yeah, it's let the easy things stay easy. So this one for me is things like, dishes. Cam, I don't have a dishwasher. I am the dishwasher. And I actually don't mind that because I like that when I wash the dishes and I put them up in the dish rack and then I come back an hour later and put them away that I've reached a full completion rather than this sort of never-ending cycle of dishes in a dishwasher. But if the dishes spill over, I've got a very tiny kitchen. If the dishes spill over from the designated dirty dishes spot because I haven't done them at least once a day, Then it ceases to be easy. The barrier to engagement gets higher. The complication of doing the dishes gets higher because the dish rack will only hold so many dishes. And chances are now I've got too many to sit there and air dry comfortably if I want to do them all at once. Laundry is the same way. If I engage with laundry every day, not that I need to do a load every day, but if it's just in my awareness, should I do a load today? And it's only one load, it's easy. If I've got a week or two weeks worth of laundry to do all at once, That barrier to engagement gets really high. So let the easy things stay easy as a reminder to me of those little daily practices that take almost no time if I practice them daily, but that can feel like overwhelming, overbearing, impossible tasks if I do not.
1: I love that one. And also that the things we want to remember are really unique to the individual. Just as we started with the episode today of success for you is really defined by what you want success to be listeners but i love that last one of let the easy things stay easy that's a nod up above the lunch counter of the overcontextualizer complicator accessorizer we'll start with a nice little clean system and then we'll start to make it more complicated well, I'm going to add this. I could. Can, I can, how can I make it better? And thinking better is more. And so that simple mantra is so powerful, that reminder of certain things, like just keep it as is. And it inoculates you from the need for novelty. It's sort of like novelty is, well, maybe I need to change this a little bit. So I love that. And the value of completion.
0: And I would say I still get the novelty because instead of having a rigid list of chores or tasks for each day in terms of house maintenance, I just live by that mantra. Some days, letting the easy things stay easy means picking up a flat surface before it becomes overwhelmingly cluttered. Some days, it's doing a load of laundry. Some days, it's cleaning the toilet before it gets really gross. So I don't set out each day with a set list in my head. Some days it's taking care of my budget because it's been a little while, but it hasn't been so long that it gets overwhelming. It's like that mantra alone, I know what things fall into it naturally. I am able to look around and see my physical environment. And then the few things that aren't physical, like budget, email is another one that fall into that for me. I'm able to just naturally check in with those things. And that has worked so much better for me. Than any system that I designed where I do laundry on Mondays and dust on Tuesdays and clean the toilet on Wednesdays. That's never, ever worked for me. But just looking at what's about to get hard if I don't let it stay easy makes it easy to identify and activate for the task before me.
1: Right. And it's a question that piques curiosity and has you step into that bead curtain we talked about around the present what's about to get hard, matched with let's let the easy thing stay easy, then it has you kind of look around, identify, target, execute, and complete. I really like that is that this is not about a list of things to do every single day and create rigidity or structure. It's more about sort of an operating instructions. It's like, this is how I want to operate through the day. And then it just makes room for your natural preferences and the way that you want to engage and you engage in the world that works for you. As we finish out today, I want to come back to, there's a thing we do here that I don't think other podcasts do, and it's the rich metaphor, an analogy, and there's a reason why we do that. Mount Rainier is kind of an outlandish thing, and I didn't design it to be outlandish so you would remember it. but. The lunch counter, the valley, the slopes of Rainier, the little Rubik's Cube at the top. That's imagery. Imagery can be really powerful. And when we talk about it now, it means something to you, listener, that you're doing work here already of keeping that pump primed. So it could be for some of you, it's the analogies and the colorful metaphors. For others, it's the acronyms ARC, Six C's. Rebel. And so finding what works for you to make it more accessible so you can access it and keep it in front of you. I think, again, that idea of, well, there's too much, sort of like my card catalog's too big, Cam, and coming back to synthesizing it down to what are the key elements. Shelly, when you talked about those three mantras, I appreciated that first one of start clean. And you have a, a sequence that goes along with that to kind of activate for your day and set the tone. So there's a linking element there. You know the behaviors that fit under that umbrella of start clean. So as you think about these and practice them, they'll start to populate. So just go for quality more than quantity here. I think that people can get overwhelmed with trying to remember too much. Go with what's essential and what's gonna get you started.
0: Well said, Cam. And I want to add that I still do that. I still go back to the essentials. My dad passed away a couple of weeks ago, and it was really disruptive in a number of ways and continues to be disruptive as a major loss like that can be. I also happen to be in a coaching course right now. So I'm partnered with another coach for coaching practice. And guess what I'm working on with her? Getting back to the mantras that I just talked about re-accessing and reengaging with those things first, because I know that those practices support everything else that I do. So don't think that Cam and I don't go back to the basics, too. We do. It's foundational. And whenever life throws a curveball of whatever sort, and Cam and I have both had them in the course of doing this show together, that's where we begin too. It's going back to what we know going back to the basics, building from
1: there. I love that. And it just, we'll finish out today with this sort of picture, I think that where we can kind of fold in the elements that we've talked about with Rebels so far. Back to expand the mind and how we can kind of lock into a picture. We lock into a picture of success. We set up our practices, limit scope, and we've got our list of things to remember to do, expecting that. You know, we've set up our apples and our apple cart's not going to get disrupted. The fact of the matter is, the apple cart is always disrupted, whether it's the loss of a loved one, whether it's a downturn in your work, whether it's a global pandemic, the picture is always changing. And so, yes, coming back to basics. I can't tell you how often I come back to basics and this basic learning, but from there, that's the elemental. Potion that I draw upon; that everything else is tethered to. Lovely, it's a really nice place to finish up with.
0: I agree. And the last thing I want to say is, listener, going back to basics and starting over are not the same thing. Because Cam and I have done our own work for Cam for over twenty years. For me, what we're coming up on like six or seven now. Going back to basics is not starting over. It's not starting from the beginning. We have the self-knowledge. We know what works. It's starting with a toolkit already in place. It's getting your bearings faster. I told someone that had this happened three or four years ago, my business would have come to a screeching halt because I didn't have the tools then that I have now. I didn't have the basics to go back to. I didn't have the foundation that I have now. So that foundation is something that's always there for you. But don't mistake it for starting over and over again because that's not it at all.
1: And going back to basics, it's that finding that crowbar to practice the working memory. When you practice here, you can make change here to access these things. It's that knowing and remembering and like, oh, yeah, I know this. And not to beat yourself up for, why can't I remember that? To really, yeah, here, I found an old friend. Reacquaint with that old friend, reconnect, and get back to that practice that's so elemental to your success.
0: Well said. I think this is a good spot for us to wrap for today. Looking forward to continuing the conversation on Rebel next week. In the meantime, if you like what we're doing here on the show, a couple of big ways you can support us. Number one is to leave a rating and review wherever you listen. This helps other people find the show. Number two is to become a supporter of the show financially via Patreon. Visit the website translatingadhd.com. Click on the Patreon link in the upper right-hand corner. And for $5 a month, not only are you supporting the running of the show, you also gain access to our Discord community where you can engage with other listeners around these topics and engage, help, and support in doing your own work, not just from us, not even primarily from us, but from the other people showing up each day to support one another. We also do a monthly Q&A the second Tuesday of each month. The times do change to accommodate different time zones. We post those both in the Discord community and on the Patreon page itself. So if you are a subscriber, look out for those announcements when they come. Until next week, I'm Shelly. I'm Cam. And this was Translating ADHD. Thanks for listening.